Hey guys, welcome to the Nick and John podcast. Nick, we're back. We're back. It's been a while and uh, things are very different, but we're back. Yeah, so we did about, I think, six or seven episodes in Mm -hmm. 2019 uh, and then we stopped for a while. We were really trying to think about what we wanted this podcast to be and then all of a sudden the whole world got quarantined and now we're back because people need content to listen to and we figured why not what else are we doing in quarantine right yeah so i think uh i think one of the things that we spoke about a lot and we generally covered a lot of different pop culture topics we did some sports we did some tv um but we really felt like the things that worked for the podcast best were to you know talk about some interesting you know pop culture things that were going on with celebrities and play some games. And I think the games was really like a fun part of the podcast. So we want to bring that back and give some people some entertainment during this tough time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like right now, other than, you know, yourself or whoever you're housed with right now, quarantined with, like all we really have is games. I mean, people are kind of like looking online for games. People are looking for things to keep themselves entertained. So if we can sit here, if we can chat you and I and play some games and hopefully people can get into it and have some fun with us. um, Yeah. That'll just make my day personally. Yeah. And saying that, we'll just say it like off the top uh, at the front of the podcast that this is not a serious podcast. We're not going to seriously talk about um, some of the things that are going on in the world that are affecting a lot of different people. We're going to focus on the lighter things and have some fun so that you guys can take your mind off what's going on. And I think there's no better way to do that than do something that we've been talking about doing for a while, which is bringing a guest with us. So uh, our first guest officially on the Nick and John podcast, uh, everybody, this is Adam. Hey, fellas. Thanks for having me on. Very excited to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have you. We got Adam Kaplan with us, who's here to play some games and talk about what's going on. Um, so uh, anything else you guys want to say off the top before we get into some of these games? Um, well, I mean, for anyone listening, if anyone is listening, Um, For those of you who may not know Adam, uh, he's been a dear friend of ours since we were little, little, little. I mean, for myself, since we were six, I believe for the two of you, since you guys were like three years old. Yes. Um, So this is a long time in the making. I mean, we used to always sit around with our Pokemon trading cards talking about one day being on a podcast together. So I'm glad we were able to bring that and hash that out into reality. So welcome, Adam. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we knew we would be on a podcast together before podcasts even were a thing. And uh, I'm excited to be here for it. I'm ready to play games. I want you both to know I'm super competitive. All I want to do is win. And um, so I'm just ready to let you guys know, like, you're going to have what's coming to you. That's all. Yeah, just okay. like DJ Khaled, all you do is win. So we'll see what happens in these games. Um, And I guess we'll get to know Adam a little bit better throughout the games. Uh, We can pause during some of the questions, talk about some of the things uh, that we're going to be discussing. And uh, Nick and I will probably have some stories for you guys as we go along. Why don't we get into our first game of the evening? Are you guys ready? Yeah, looking forward to it. Very excited. Okay, this is is what we're going to do. We're going to cover fake news or quarantine news. So what I have right now are eight real news stories and eight fake news stories. These are stories that either I made up or maybe I saw on TV once or I took them from somewhere and these are things that are not happening in the world. And then I got eight stories that are happening right now during quarantine out in the world, okay? 
Okay, so, so not necessarily that they're real or not, but if they're currently happening or not. Yes, exactly. So some of the okay. fake news stories may have happened at some point, but these are stories that happen. The real news stories are the ones that happen during quarantine. Okay. Yeah. So you'll see there's a little bit of a pattern. We'll talk about this as we're going on. But um, what we're going to do is we're going to go give you a multiple choice. It's going to be either A or B. And I'm going to give you both an opportunity to respond. You guys get one point for every correct answer. Okay. You guys are going to get two points if you can tell me where the fake story is from. Cool? Love it. Okay. So um, we can decide uh, if you guys want to go uh, at the same time or how you want to decide who calls out uh, A or B first. Or uh, It's not like one of you has to go A, one of you has to go B. You guys can both say the same answer. So um, I guess we'll figure it out as we go along. Yeah, for sure. But um, I'll do the, um, the uh, respectful thing and allow our guests to go first. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. You guys ready to go? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Do so it. question number one, story A. Okay. Is this real news or fake news? A group of elephants in China broke into an abandoned farm and got drunk and passed out on the farmer's wine. Okay. Story A. Story B. A woman meets her new boyfriend while searching for her pet monkey that escaped her apartment and got lost in the building during quarantine. Okay, you guys want me to repeat the stories? Please do. Okay. And we're supposed to guess if one is happening now and one has happened before? Exactly. So is one, is one quarantine news or is one completely fake news that may or may not have happened sometime in the past? Okay. okay. So story A is a group of elephants in China broke into an abandoned farm and got drunk and passed out on the farmer's wine. Okay, story B, a woman meets her new boyfriend while searching for her pet monkey that escaped her apartment and got lost in the building during quarantine. Okay, so I'm gonna take a shot at this one. Okay, tell me why, tell me why you think the sure. answer is. Well, let's first take a look at story A. We have elephants, they're running around. Elephants don't know about quarantine. They don't have a clue like what the regulations are, what the rules are. I could totally see them. I could totally see this being a true story, them going on this person's farm, drinking their wine, but I don't see this happening during quarantine. So I'm saying story A, it's fake. It's fake news. Story okay. B, should I go right into it? Yeah, yeah, explain your, yeah. So story B, um, you know, if this woman does have a monkey and the monkey's escaped, if it was me, I'd, I'd be going after that monkey, you know? If I, I think, oh, maybe the monkey has coronavirus. I do not want that monkey infecting others. And so I'm running after that monkey as fast as I can. Um, did she find her, her, her soulmate while doing this? It's very, very plausible, very plausible. I'm saying it's a, it's a quarantine news. Okay, Nick, how about you? So I'm actually going the complete opposite. Um, I really liked your rationale where you started off with the elephants. And that's actually my exact reason as to why the elephants going to the abandoned farm and getting drunk off wine is quarantine news. Because A, elephants don't know about no quarantine. They don't know that we're supposed to be staying away from each other, that we're supposed to be in our homes, social distancing. To them, it's just another day. And 
my main main reason for believing that this is quarantine news is why is the farm that has wine still in it abandoned? My guess is because whoever's farm that is, is at home, quarantine, social distancing. Whereas the monkey, I do agree that the owner would leave the confides of their house or apartment or wherever to go looking for their monkey. I would also go looking for my pet, even during this climate, during these times. I don't believe that someone would stop and talk to them long enough that they would end up starting a relationship or to quote John, meeting their soulmate. Maybe the person would from a six foot radius say, no, I didn't see the monkey. Yes, I did see the monkey, but I don't think a conversation would persist. I know on the social distancing walks that I've gone on the past couple of days, I like jump in the street when someone's on the same sidewalk as me. So those are my reasons for that monkey story being fake news and the elephant's quarantine news. John, point of order? Yes. So you want to, you want to know which one's which now? Point of, point of order. Point of order. Oh, you want a rebuttal. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. May I change my answer? You, you, you cannot change your answer. No, no, no. no. I thought we're being competitive. I'm, no, kidding. No, no, no. I'm kidding. But you know, Nick, I think you're right. Why would the, uh, the farm be abandoned? It's a very good point. I jumped to my answer quickly. Let's, John, you let us know who got this one right. You got to trust the process. <laughs> All right, so Nick goes with story A, Adam goes with story B, and the answer is story A is the quarantine news, and Nick got that one correct. So we got one nothing, Nick. So Nick, you actually have an opportunity here for two points. Can you tell me where the pet monkey story is from? Off the top of my head, it kind of sounded like it would be an episode of Friends. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> that is from an episode of Friends. Amazing. Yes. So two points for, for Nick. Wow. Thank you, Marcel. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Jody's going to love that. All right, let's go to story number two, okay? So we got two stories here. The first one, and um, so does, is Nick going to go first for this one, or is Adam always going to go first? How do you guys want to do it? Sure. W winner gets it. Okay, let's okay, do it. So winner gets to continue going first. Okay, so story A. After getting into a fight over a board game at home, a man accidentally pops a kid's protective bubble that he stays in to protect himself since he is immunodeficient. I'm okay. laughing, but that's very sad. That's very unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, story B. A married man took a secret trip to Italy with his mistress and contracted the virus and is now worried about his wife discovering the affair. Okay, so story A, after getting into a fight over a board game at home, a man accidentally pops a kid's protective bubble that he stays in to protect himself since he is immunodeficient. Story B, a married man took a secret trip to Italy with his, with his mistress and contracted the virus and is now worried about his wife discovering the affair. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of factors in this one um, because yeah, it would make sense if there was a family that had a child in the house who's immunodeficient and maybe they can't afford, you know, renting somewhere else or maybe they can't separate. So they need this kid to essentially be a bubble boy. Um, so that would make sense during this time, whether he's always in the bubble or not. Um, the Italy story, as much as it makes sense, 
I feel like the bigger concern wouldn't necessarily be is his wife going to find out in the, like him going home and being like, oh, sorry, I have this STI, this whatever he contracted. The bigger issue would be explaining why he's locked down in Italy. Um, if I understand exactly what's going on there. But uh, I'm going to go with Bubble being popped as quarantine news and Mistress in Italy as fake news. All right, Adam, how about you? Okay, well, again, I'm going to have to go the other direction with this one. So not just for the sake of competition, but because I, my, here's my rationale. Let's hear it. I'll start with case uh, or story B. Um, Italy right now is right at there at the top of, uh, you know, one of the most uh, pandemic countries in the world. The, the virus is going rampant there and they are on total lockdown. So if, you know, this married man ends up in Italy with his mistress, one of the most romantic countries in the world, I must say, so good place to go, go travel, but maybe not during this time because you're gonna get stuck there. So that's, that's my view for story B. I think it's pretty plausible. Story A, um, I can use a little bit of my own, uh, you know, medical expertise. Uh, for those who don't know, I, I am studying medicine. And um, one thing I can say about uh, the immunocompromised is they're, they are unlikely to be trapped in a bubble. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure that's normal protocol for these types of cases. So I, I'm thinking story B is, uh, story A is a little more fictional. Story B is a little bit more quarantine news. So I'm going with Story B, quarantine news. Story A, fake news. Okay, so we got Nick, who says that the quarantine news is the bubble boy. And we got Adam, who says the quarantine news is the married man who took a secret trip to Italy. And Adam is correct this time. Adam, the married man who took a secret trip to Italy and contracted the virus is the quarantine news. The fake news is the bubble boy. Do you happen to know where the bubble boy story is from? I think I do. I mean, something as absurd as a bubble boy can only come from one place. Uh, I think it's from Seinfeld. That is correct. It is an episode of Seinfeld. That is true. So Adam has two points. Nick has two points. We are tied two to two going into story number three. Okay, you guys ready? Yeah. Okay, so Adam's going to go first on this next one. All right. A man in Germany last week went to a spa with his new father-in-law. They went into the steam room and the room was so steamy that the man accidentally sat on his naked father-in-law's lap because he couldn't see where to sit down. Okay. Story B. A couple in Germany went to a spa and got naked in their respective locker rooms in order to get ready to go to the sauna. After the woman changed into just a towel, she thought she was walking to meet her boyfriend in the sauna, but instead went through the fire escape and got locked out of the building in just her towel. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. So story A, a man in Germany went to a spa last week with his new father-in-law. They went into the steam room. The room was so steamy that the man accidentally sat on his naked father-in-law's lap because he couldn't see where to sit down. Story B is a couple in Germany went to a spa got naked in their respective locker rooms, 
tried to go to the sauna, but the woman changed into a towel and walked outside of the fire escape by mistake, got locked out of the building in just her towel. All you, Adam. Well, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. You, you really up your game here, John, I must say. I must say. <laughs> Asana, in story A, Asana getting so steamy that you just can't see people. I, f- I find that's... It's mm. a, it, to clarify, it's a steam room. Yeah. That was going to be my question. It's yeah. a, is it a sauna okay. or a steam room? It's yeah, steam so they, they went into okay. the steam room. Yeah. Then that's fair. Okay. I could, I could picture that then. Um, and story B, the woman gets locked out and she can't get back into the building. Yeah, she went by accidentally walked through the fire escape, got locked out of the building in just her towel. She thought she was going to go meet her boyfriend in the sauna, gets locked out of the building. So she thought the fire escape was the door to the sauna. Exactly. Gets locked okay. out, has to walk outside in just her towel to get back into the building. And she can get back into the building eventually? Yes, she ends up having to walk through the building lobby to get back in. Okay. Hmm. Tough, tough, tough one. Let me think here for a moment. And I, I hope you won't Would you uh, like to use a lifeline? Do we get lifelines? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I guess you could phone a friend, but we're not going to have their audio on the podcast. So <laughs> probably not. Yeah. Okay. Okay. In that case, you know, um, both, see, the thing about them being quarantined is both of them aren't very quarantine-like, you know? Like both of these, both these people are breaking guidelines. They're going to the... They're going to the sauna or the steam room. They're going to their gyms. Um, so this is last week. Yeah. You know, I'm going to have to say, both, and both of these are, are prime places for uh, airborne infections to spread. Just FYI for the viewers, don't go into your saunas and steam rooms. Don't even go to your gyms. Um, I'm thinking story B is the quarantine news. Uh, my reasoning, it's not so solid, but I think it's more likely to be quarantine news because they probably don't want people in the saunas. And so there was a higher likelihood that the lady made her way, like the sauna door was locked or closed. And I'm thinking she thinking she could go into the sauna ended up going into the fire escape. Story A sounds like it would come from some sort of TV show because it's quite humorous. So I'm saying story A is uh, fake news and story B is quarantine news. All right, Nick, how about you? Um, First off, I am appalled with the lack of um, mindfulness from both parties and both stories. Um, We're supposed to be social distancing. I mean, even last Monday, you should not have been going to your local gym. You should not have been getting into a sauna or a steam room with anyone. Amen. Um, I'm going to have to agree with Adam on this one. This is the first one where, first round where we're both uh, going to pick the same answer. I'm going to go with story B as quarantine news and story A as fake news. I, as funny as story A is, I don't know if it would necessarily come up as news. The first one, the second one, sorry, story B, I could see some news source, whether it be online or traditional media, interviewing this woman, and then there's some sort of like uh, auto-tune the news style, her being like, I was locked outside, you know, like some video being rehashed from it. I can't see the first one as awkward, as funny as it is, making it 
into any sort of news source. So I'm going story B, quarantine news, story A, fake news. Good rationale, Nick. I like it. Thank you. I'm with you on this one. You guys are both correct. So story B is the quarantine news about the couple in Germany uh, that the woman got locked out of the building. The story A is fake news. Um, I guess I'll give you guys both an opportunity to tell me where you think that story is from. Show me Mr. Geller and Chandler Bing. <laughs> Adam, what about you? Oh, man. You know, I, I'm going to say the same because I, I do not know where that's from. I have like a random... I can picture this being from a sitcom. I'm going to go with Chandler and, uh, and uh, Joey. Yeah, so you guys are both correct for Friends. Uh, that is true. That is a story from Friends where Chandler sits on Jack Geller's uh, lap in the sauna. Right. In the steam room. So uh, you guys both have four points moving into story number four. All right. So story number, or story A. A man in Florida was arrested for impersonating a police officer, flashing a fake police badge at toll booth attendants to avoid pl- to avoid paying two dollar tolls. Okay. Story B: Three women in Florida have complained about a single man that has invited three different women over to his house to quarantine and chill, only to find that he got naked as soon as they went to the bathroom. Okay? So story A is a man in Florida was arrested for impersonating a police officer, flashing a fake police badge at toll booth attendants to avoid paying $2 tolls. Okay? Story B, three women in Florida have complained about a single man that has invited three different women over to his house to quarantine and chill, only to find that he got naked as soon as they went to the bathroom. Okay, uh, since you both tied last time, and I think Nick went first, I think, or sorry, Adam went first last time, we'll go with Nick first. Um, thank you. Um, is the second story, are the three separate women at three separate times, or they all showed up at the same time, all went to the bathroom together? These are three uh, complaints about the same man. Okay. Uh, um, I believe they showed up at different times, too. Okay. I'm gonna go with story a as quarantine news and story b as fake news i believe if story b was um a real story that was going on right now um it would have reached a further extent whether it be one of the women taking physical measures and whether, whether it's hitting the guy or legal measures and, you know, filing for some sort of sexual harassment in any sort of way. Like, I feel like this story would have gotten bigger than it's being made out to be. Whereas I feel story A is a little more likely to have um, laid low and kind of, uh, it's possible I would have not heard about. Okay, Adam, how about you? Okay, I like your rationale, Nick. I think that's uh, the most logical explanation. I'd concur in that sense. But I'm using my intuition and my knowledge and my, like, of knowing John, just knowing John for so many years. I'm going to take a little bit of a different approach to this one. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, that's not COVID, by the way. 
Um, <laughs> uh, so John is big into pop culture, big into the tabloids, big into celebrity news. And I'm thinking here of these two stories, which one's coming from TMZ, which one's coming from other like media outlets that describe like pop culture news. I'm thinking of these two stories, which more likely is to show up in these types of these types of uh, resources. And I'm thinking story A, the toll booth, which is humorous and can actually have and and you know could be quite plausible and could make it into a story like this. But then I have to consider what's quarantine news and what's not. And you know, the other I agree with you, Nick, it could be that the other story would have probably led to, you know, further developments and more people would have gotten involved and the story could have been much bigger. But John's tricky and I feel like he's framed it in a way where he's maybe sparing us some of the details. So for the sake of making sure there's a winner and a loser in this game, I'm going to go the opposite of Nick. I'm going to say story A, the man impersonating police officer at the toll booth is the quarantine news and story B is the fake news. Okay, so um, just to clarify, yeah. So which one is the quarantine news, Adam? I'm saying quarantine news is story A, toll booth. Okay, so you think that happened during quarantine and then the, yeah. the women is the fake news? Yes. Okay. So we agree is what you're saying. So you, you agree, because I think that's what Nick said too, yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> agree with you, Nick. My bad. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. You, you kind of let up when you were explaining about the toll booth story. You kind of were making it sound like you thought that was the fake news. Well, maybe I'm just getting myself confused here. Okay, no, no, no worries at all. But you, you do believe that the uh, man in Florida impersonating a police officer is the quarantine news? I feel like it's the more real story uh, of the two stories. And so I'm saying it's quarantine news. Okay, and Nick, you're on the same page. I believe story A, quarantine news. Story B, fake news. Okay, you are both correct. So you guys both get a point for that. So the man in Florida arrested uh, for impersonating a police officer flashing a fake police badge at toll booth attendants to avoid paying $2 tolls was arrested actually for the second time for doing this. So that is correct. Um, the story about the three women in Florida who complained about a single man that has invited three different women over to his house to quarantine and chill only to find that he got naked as soon as they went to the bathroom. Uh, do either of you guys want to guess where that story is from? Should Adam guess first and then me since yeah, I sure. did first sure. last time? Yeah. Sure, go for yeah. it. I have no idea, but my guess is like a meme on Reddit. Okay. Uh, Nick, how about you? So Adam, um, you were right before what you said that John is complicated. And I know you were saying that you you know John and he's probably pulling this from TMZ, but I know John too. And I am going to guarantee that this is the famous naked man from How I Met Your Mother. That is correct. This is the naked man from How I Met Your Mother. It works two out of three times. <laughs> two out of three. <laughs> so, there, there's quarantine in How I Met Your Mother? No. So I, I did adjust it slightly so that it seems it is quarantine related so that you guys would be, yeah, so you guys would kind of like be, not be able to tell exactly which one was the right one. But uh, so Nick has six and Adam has five points. Okay, All so right. still, still very close game. Adam, you're not out of it. We got four stories left to go. Oh, man. Okay. All right. So 
Number five, okay, story A. A Canadian band set a Guinness World Record last week when they recorded a concert in a mine that was 6,000 feet before sea level. Okay? Okay. Story B. A group of people set a Guinness World Record last week for throwing a ball back and forth over 28,000 times, the most amount of times without ever dropping it. Okay? One more time. Story A, a Canadian band set a Guinness World Record last week when they recorded a concert in a mine that was 6,000 feet below sea level. Story B, a group of people set a Guinness World Record last week for throwing a ball back and forth over 28,000 times, the most amount of times without ever dropping it. Can you tell us what genre of music? Um, no. I okay. will tell you. <laughs> no, I can't tell you the, the genre of music yet. That's fair. I appreciate that. Um, so I think Nick won the last one. So Nick will go first. I am going to say, okay, bear with me. This is, this is my, my rationale for why I believe story A is quarantine news and story B is fake news. Um, I feel like A, like, sorry. First off, I feel like story B sounds too likely to be quarantine news. I mean, we all have so little to do right now. Full disclosure, I've started making stop motion videos out of gummy bears. It's going to be awesome. But point being, we have very little to do right now. We have to amuse ourselves. So it would be very likely that a group of people would break the record for most throwing of a ball without dropping it. So I don't think you would make it that easy. On the flip side of story A, I feel like when everyone's supposed to be quarantined and isolated and um, something we're going to talk a little bit more, some uh, publicity stunts or ways that artists are looking to get their music out to fans is changing right now during quarantine. So I feel like this would be a great stunt for a group to go somewhere isolated and do this performance, maybe put it on Instagram, maybe live stream it, but it'd be a great way for them to provide their music to fans and do it in a very cool, um, isolated place. So I'm going with story A after my whole ramble and rant there. Story A as quarantine news, story B, fake news. All right, Adam, what do you think? Good job, Nick. I, I don't know if I can compete with you, but I got to take a risk and I'm, I'm going to go the other way on this one. I'm saying story B is the quarantine news for the exact logic you used. I think... You know, it's something people can do to preoccupy the time and it's easy to record that and for Guinness, record, Guinness World Records to get a hold of it. The thing that makes me question story A is just, why would you go to a mine during quarantine? That doesn't sound very hygienic. All the way below sea level, I don't, I don't know. And I don't know the band that, that would be doing it either. So I'm taking a little bit of a risk. I'm saying story B is the quarantine story. Story A is fake news. All right. So uh, Nick says that story A is quarantine. Adam says the story B is quarantine. Nick is correct this time. So um, a Canadian band known as the Shaft Bottom Boys. Wait, what? <laughs> Yes, the Shaft Bottom Boys set a Guinness World Record last week when they recorded a concert in a mine that was 6,000 feet below sea level. Uh, I guess that's a good place to escape from the virus. It's probably the safest place right now um, to go in a mine. So 
that is true. Uh, the people throwing a ball back and forth over 28,000 times. Nick, do you know where that is from? I think I um, vaguely remember uh, a couple of my friends, uh, Joey, Ross, and Monica achieving this goal. <laughs> Yes, that is very true. <laughs> that is from an episode of Friends. So Nick, you are up eight to five. I totally get why you didn't want to tell us the band name now. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's too specific for me to make up. So. Oh God, the shaft bottom boys. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Adam, you're still in this though. So, okay, so um, okay, I'll do my let's, best. let's let Adam go first on this one. How about that? Okay. Yeah, you got it. Okay, so Adam, story A for question number six. A group of friends has decided to hold a quarantine contest for money where they will see who can go the longest without masturbating. Story B, a porn star is offering to have sex with the scientist who finds a cure for the virus. Okay, story A, a group of friends has decided to hold a quarantine contest for money where they will see who can go the longest without masturbating. Story B, a porn star is offering to have sex with the scientist who finds a cure for the virus. You know, story A, it just ain't news. It just ain't real news. <laughs> uh, it's like what tabloid is picking this up? You know, but a porn star, you know, could definitely want to offer his or her services to, for the greater good of humanity. I can see that happening, you know? So I'm going story B is the quarantine story, or quarantine news, and story A is fake news. Nick, how about you? I'd love to, once we're done this question, know which group of friends, as well as which porn star we're referring to in both these stories. But uh, I gotta agree with, that, with Adam. I feel like, you know, especially with uh, new age media, like Twitter and um, Instagram and, where you can find trending topics online now with all those resources. Um, if a porn star tweeted or wrote in their story on Instagram that they'd be willing to have sex with whoever comes up with the antidote, that would get picked up somewhere. Whereas I don't think a group of friends making a bet as absurd as it is would get picked up anywhere. So I'm going story B, quarantine news, story A, fake news. All right, so you both went story B, quarantine news, and story A, fake news, and you are both correct. Ooh. So you get the points for that. And uh, I guess we'll start with Adam. Do you know where the fake news is from? There's only one group of friends who are as absurd enough to pull something like that off. So it's, uh, it's Seinfeld. Okay, Nick, how about you? I have to agree with this one. It's the, uh, the infamous uh, bet from Seinfeld. Okay, that is both correct. So uh, I know my friend's trivia, but I know my Seinfeld trivia. Okay. <laughs> it's one of the few Seinfeld uh, trivia that I do know, so it worked out. Yeah. Uh, who's the porn star? Uh, it's a Russian porn star. I'm not sure her name, but uh, it's a Russian porn star that has offered to have sex with a scientist who finds a cure for the virus. Okay, well, I hope uh, she pushes some steam and uh, people get going and hopes to make it happen. This is yeah. just a shout out to all those scientists out there. Uh, get your work going. Move quickly. There's, uh, <laughs> there's opportunities out there for you who's going to, you know, give you a nice reward. So Forget the Nobel Peace Prize. It's all about uh, the Russian this no-name porn star. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. 
Um, okay, so the question seven, Adam, you're still not out of it. You're only three points down. It's 10 to seven for Nick. Um, so question, well, sorry, I guess what Nick will go first for this one. Okay, uh, question seven, story A. An Australian Instagram influencer threatens to come back and cough on the waiter who served her at a restaurant earlier that day if she gets the virus. Okay? Okay. Story B. A group of Australian workers get locked in a department store after they worked past regular working hours and are forced to spend the night sleeping in the store together until the door opens the next morning. Okay, so story A. An Australian Instagram influencer threatens to come back and cough on the waiter who served her at a restaurant earlier that day if she gets the virus. Story B, a group of Australian workers gets locked in a department store after they work past regular working hours and are forced to spend the night sleeping in the store together until the door opens the next morning. I feel like if story B were true, during this time right now, when we're trying to... Um make sure everyone social distances and very fortunately. And it's nice to see during a time where people are actually really appreciating some of the people who don't necessarily get the shine on a day-to-day -day basis, like department store workers or all the essentials that are still up and running because they need to be for us to survive. I feel like if a group of department store workers, especially were to be locked in a store where they are all forced to spend the night together during this climate right now, that would not fly. I feel like big flack would take place afterwards. A lot of people would be talking about it. A lot of measures would be taken into account because these are kind of some of today's heroes right now, as well as kind of the store making one of the biggest mess ups in regards to, lack of accountability to let these people distance themselves as much as they can. Um, so I feel like that has to be fake news. Whereas the story A, that does sound like something some snooty influencer, and this is not a shot at influencers. I'm sure a lot of you are nice people, but some of the ones that you can just kind of imagine um, would do that and would say that. And if that is quarantine news, which my call is it is, um, that person should be ashamed of their attitude. That's horrible. Okay, Adam, what do you think? Yeah, I got to second that. You know, I, I, I got to agree with Nick in his astute analysis. Oh, uh, thank you, sir. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Story A, uh, you know, I could definitely see it being real. Um, interesting that it's occurring in Australia. I don't, yeah. uh, I feel like of all places, Australia like isn't worrying as much about the virus there's just so many like fun things to do there and like places to eat and places to chill and I don't know I feel like I feel like I feel like this could definitely happen with an influencer there and I know they got a lot of a lot of cool influencers out in Australia too uh story b um I kind of agree you know shout out to the department store workers anybody out there on the front lines who putting themselves at risk every single day to make sure we get our supplies, make sure we get the resources we need. Um, I, I can imagine it being stressful and scary and wouldn't want you guys to, you know, suffer like that. And so um, I'm thinking this is, uh, this is fake news. Okay. So you're both on the same page. You both feel the Australian Instagram influencer is the quarantine news and the Australian workers locked in the department store is fake news. 
Yes. Okay, you are both correct. So Ooh. that is true. Um, I guess Nick, do you well? You, do you know where the fake news is from? So I don't. Um, I'm gonna take a educated guess, and I'm gonna say um, Superstore. Okay, Adam, how about you? Oh man, I I have zero idea, but I'll also take an educated guess based on the past pop culture. You've done two friends, two Seinfelds, and I'm saying it's how I met your mother. Equal the playing field out. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Nick is correct this time. It is an episode of Superstore where they get locked in the department store. The whole time you were reading it, I'm like, where have I heard this situation before? And then I'm like, was this an episode of Superstore? Okay, cool, 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 cool. But I liked Adam's uh, rationale there. Yeah, that is true. That is good logic. Superstore. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, very good show. I, I highly recommend. Um, also, wait, sorry, going back though, this Australian influencer, her thought process was if the waiter is sick and gets me sick, I'm going to come cough on you? No. So apparently the story is she had bad service at lunch that day when she went to a restaurant. So she went home and she uh, posted on Instagram that if she gets the virus, she's going to come back to that restaurant and cough on that waiter. Oh, not for giving it to her, just for the bad service? Just for bad service, yeah. Oh my God, who is this person? I, I don't know. Just oh, for all those, uh, those social media trolls out there, I feel like we need to get her handle so that the trolls can do what they do best. You know what I mean? Yeah, I actually, have, I, we're not going to get to a tiebreaker because we only got one more question. But uh, one of my tiebreaker questions which I put down was, uh, is this fake news or quarantine news that an Instagram influencer uh, licked a toilet on an airplane uh, and <laughs> called it coronavirus challenge? <laughs> and I I'm guess sure that's true. That is very true. That, that is sounds true. Yeah, that sadly sounds true. That is quarantine news. Uh, the other tiebreaker I had was: Did a basketball player put a video <laughs> of himself on Twitter? He shouldn't have. Um, um, okay, let's move on to the last question. Uh, Nick is up twelve to eight. Uh, okay, I guess uh, we'll make Adam go first on this one. Okay. All right. Story number one. A Chicago teacher gets in trouble for pairing his students together for pretend marriages and making them stay together only for them to get stuck together by the quarantine. Okay. Story B, a Chicago aquarium is trying to get people engaged on social media by taking their animals on field trips to meet other animals around the facility. Okay. Story A, a Chicago teacher gets in trouble for pairing his students together for pretend marriages, making them stay together only for them to get stuck together by the quarantine. Story B, a Chicago aquarium is keeping people engaged on social media by taking their animals on field trips to meet other animals around the facility. Now, I have a, uh, may I ask a question <laughs> regarding story A? Yes. So when you say that the teacher paired them, and then the virus, you know, you know, regulations came out. How is it that they ended up being stuck together? How were they paired so that they ended up being stuck together? So my understanding is that they were performing some type of science experiment where they were pretending to be married and they were supposed to do activities during the day at one of their homes. Um, nothing necessarily sexual, but I think it's just a like do marriage related activities um and then the virus hit and they were told to quarantine and they were supposed to stay together and uh some of their students are now stuck together from their teacher's assignment okay 
So I'm going to say that story A is the fake news. I, I'm, I'm taking a very educated guess here. I really do not know. Do, which, do keep in mind that I'm not saying um, which I personally believe, but just to keep in mind, um, even though this goes against my better judgment, that some of the stories are edited to have to be related to quarantine or COVID. I totally get that. Yeah. Problem is my pop culture knowledge is not as astute. So even if it, even if the virus component was added in, I would not necessarily know. So my, my educated guess is I don't think that there is quarantine yet to the point where you would self-isolate two people in Chicago. Uh, that, that's not, I don't think regulation yet. Um, so I'm saying that's fake news and by exclusion, I'm saying that the other one is quarantine news. Okay. Nick, how about you? I'm go. He, correct me if I'm wrong, Adam. You said the aquarium was quarantine news. The students was fake news. Yes. So I'm going with the same answer. Um, my thought process being that schools are closed there aren't paired at home assignments at this very moment right now. Um, whereas, and off the bat, my first thought was, oh, but I'm sure aquariums are closed, but there's still fish and different sea creatures there. And someone has to be taking care of them and someone has to be feeding them, cleaning their tanks, etc. So it would be a great way for an aquarium, which right now probably has no business to maintain interest and maintain audience by having these uh, virtual field trips. So I'm going with aquarium virtual field trips as quarantine news, student project gone wrong as fake news. Okay, you are both correct. Uh, The Chicago Aquarium is putting videos of them walking the penguins around to see all the other uh, animals is very cute. Uh, the Chicago teacher getting in trouble for pairing his students together for pretend marriages. I don't think, Adam, you would know where this is from, but Nick, would you happen to know where this is from? It sounds so familiar. I feel like it's like a very classic TV predicament where it's like two people who are working on a project, usually like they're either taking care of an egg or like they were supposed to be married and learn what the responsibilities of adulthood are. And then let's say like the room gets locked or, uh, there's some sort of like something that gets them locked in the room. And I'm trying to think of exactly where it's from. <sighs> See, I, this isn't my answer. I initially wanted to say Simpsons, but then when you sounded so confident in Adam, the possibility of Adam not knowing it, I'm trying to think of what like random shows that you and I used to watch back in the day. Um, <sighs> P.S. I know what it is, I think. Do you really? Okay, so sorry. I think it popped in. I think it popped in. I'm sorry I didn't give you credit if you got this. So what what do you think it is? The problem is I can't think of the name of the show. Okay, describe the show. The show, it was like a Cartoon Network slash like YTV show. Cartoon with the the kids in the schoolyard. the, uh, The guy with the backwards hat. Oh, you think it's recess? Recess. Okay. No, no, no. Well, it's not. It's not recess. But uh, uh, good guess. But I would know if it was recess. But um, it is something from. It is something to do with the school. Um, obviously, because oh the thing. Um, I'll give you. I'll just. Uh, I guess I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, go what with it, it. Go with it. Yeah. Yeah, it is an episode of Saved by the Bell. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Exactly where. That hurts. Uh, 
yeah, where they all have to get together for pretend marriages. Um, so, yeah, that is your uh, final score. I guess Nick is up uh, 13 to 9, and he wins the first game. All right. Good match. Good match. Yeah. So how did you feel? So really the game was more quarantine news or sitcom news, but I didn't really want to reveal that at first. So I hope you guys enjoyed the first game and we have another game coming up in just a bit. Yeah. Thank you so much for putting it together. You did a great job with it. Um, Hope hope you enjoyed the craziness that's going on in the world. I'll get you next time, Nick. Um, All right, Nick. So I know you wanted to talk to us a little bit about what's going on in the world uh, with regards to music. Yeah. um, Well, as, sure, as I'm sure you're all aware of and you've seen all through your feeds, whether it be on Facebook, whether it be on Instagram, um, a lot of different services and activities and different uh, day-to-day things that we unfortunately actually take for granted, um, they've actually been kind enough, these services, to be providing them for us via live. So you have, for example, gyms and personal trainers that are doing uh, live workout classes, um, live spinning classes. There's even, I've noticed for younger kids, some different services that are providing like story times and uh, virtual field trips as per we mentioned earlier at the Chicago Aquarium. But something that seems to be happening all over the place is musicians deciding to take their live performances and bring them to live streams. So this is a way for audience members as well as fans to kind of enjoy the concerts that they either A, wouldn't have been able to go to, or B, may have had their ticket refunded to them because of COVID. So I don't know if you guys have been seeing all over your newsfeed, but the likes of Chris Barton from Coldplay, he did a live set, uh, Keith Urban plus a drummer and a backup singer, which I found a little questionable during these times. Uh, John Legend, he had Christy Teigen and his baby there, Charlie Puth. Um, and it's amazing to see that all these artists are doing these 30 minute to like an hour long sets for their fans to enjoy their music and enjoy their performances in the comfort of their home. So I wanted to kind of turn it to you guys and ask if you've seen any particular performances or that interest you or if you, what you really think about this going on right now. Yeah, so I'm a big country music person. So for me, it was really cool because there's just so many country artists that have started to do these Instagram live concerts. And it's really fun because you don't actually get that a lot, Uh, you know, like listening to music on on your iTunes. And when you get to go to a concert, whether it's for us at the Bell Center or, or anywhere around the world, Um, you get this like interaction with fans. And I know, especially from like being a country music fan, there's something really cool about uh, the fact that there's just a limited number of country music artists compared to other genres. So there's like a little bit of a sense of a community when you go there and um, you tend to know all the songs and everything like that. And um, I guess, unless you're like a huge, huge fan of another artist, um, you, you know, most of the artists in the industry. So it was really cool to just see a specific genre of artists all come together and start posting stuff on Instagram and uh, I got to watch some of those concerts the other night and it was just really fun and the best part I think was is that they're all kind of short they're all like 20 minute 30 minute concerts um, which I think is cool and exciting and they're interacting with fans and um, for example one guy Thomas Rhett who uh, came to Montreal last year that I got to see he was taking requests which is something obviously you don't get to do when you're you know you have a set and you're playing at uh, playing at the Bell Center or something like that So I just think it's cool and it opens up new opportunities for fan interaction. So I've been really impressed with what people are doing. 
Very cool. Adam? Yeah, I, I mean, I've been seeing some cool things. I mean, one thing that really sticks out to me during this time where we're all self-isolating and the, the term social distancing has become such like a, a household term that's being thrown around. The reality is like, it's tough for people to be quarantined in their homes by themselves. Like social isolation is definitely one of like the hardest psychological things to experience. And, you know, it's one of the like the factors that can contribute to depression, addiction, all sorts of like negative mental health things. And um, it, when it comes to what I've seen, that's been like pretty interesting is how music, not only how it's become more accessible um, in terms of like the kind of things that you guys have been seeing uh, from these various artists who are providing their, um, their entertainment to people in their homes. But I've also seen um, some interesting, uh, some interesting online forums where musicians are bringing people together through their music. So one example is here in Montreal, actually. I don't know if both of you have heard of this, but there was the um, there was actually like a Leonard Cohen sing-along that was supposed to happen last night. And um, the idea of this is that um, whoever started the, the sing-along said, "We're all going to sing Hallelujah together." Um, on, like go out on your balcony and start singing it together at eight o'clock. And so wow. an entire portion of the city was outside singing Leonard Cohen together from their balconies. Um, in, and it was a really great example of how people were just brought together through, through their common joy for music. Um, another example, like Madonna also posted on Instagram, a similar thing happening where I forget where it was in the world, but there was uh, an entire like two or three apartment buildings of individuals on their balcony singing Madonna all together. And that to me is, is like a really powerful thing. And it, just this idea that we can still be together. We can still bring ourselves together uh, even in times where we can't physically be touching or physically being near each other. Uh, there is some like music is really such a common experience to us all. It brings us together. So I thought that was a beautiful thing. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And I feel like, and you both probably have seen as well, that a lot of people are throwing around the hashtag or the term stronger together. So I think that's really a perfect example. Everyone coming together for whether it's the love of Leonard Cohen or the love of Madonna to do something um, on a much larger scale. It reminds me of those old Facebook events. Everyone at 12 p.m. on Wednesday is going to pull their pants down in the cafeteria, um, but for something a lot more meaningful. Uh, but no, that's really great. And kind of on the note of people coming together and going back to all these artists who are doing all these live streams, I want to actually send you both a link. I'm going to send it here in the chat. Um, there was one particular artist who I felt did it a lot bigger and a lot better. And I'm referring to doing a at-home concert. Um, and that's Ray Schremmer's Sway Lee. Um, Sway Lee did a live show, I believe about two days ago from his home studio. It was all him by himself. During the show, Swaley not only um, came out wearing a mask, the, um, the coughing masks, the medical masks, but he also throughout the show, quote unquote, brought a fan on stage via the feature on Instagram Live that lets you have people that are in your live join in. So we had a fan come join him kind of to John's point, something that may not happen in a real live concert that could happen to you in these live concerts. He also 
out of all the home shows that I saw, did the only solo live performance stage dive. So, I mean, you can see he's really just like having a good time with it. He's like dancing around. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Sway Lee from Randy, Ray Schremer, they're the No Flex Zone guys, No Tight, Black Beatles. Um, he now is, has a really thriving solo career himself. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a really cool example and a very different example from a lot of the live shows that I've seen of people either sitting at their piano or sitting down with the guitar. He's really like in the studio, jumping around at right now, pointing at the camera, encouraging the fans to come up. He calls a fan, quote unquote, on stage. So I thought this was really cool and wanted to hear what you guys thought about it. I think this is awesome. This is this is a great idea. I mean, um, the idea of bringing fans on to your Instagram live isn't necessarily so novel in, in its idea, but the mm. fact that he has so much energy and that he's able to um, like encourage fans almost as if like to hype people up at home. I mean, a lot of people are down right now about what's going on and um, it's just so cool. I guess we're about to watch the stage dive and <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, I think that's awesome. I'm I'm really impressed with uh, with the novelty of just the energy that he's bringing to the performance. Uh, do you guys ever wonder whether we're already living in virtual reality? Sometimes. Um, this to me is like, why do we need to do anything ever if we can just like see these people in concert on our screens and a fan can get up on stage on our screens? and you can stage dive on your screen. It's pretty, uh, pretty wild. Well, it makes you wonder, I mean, not only for the music industry, but for comedians or for any sort of performance for dancers, um, are we gonna get to a point where maybe not instead of touring, but as well as with touring, are they gonna also host a bunch of these live shows where you pay, let's say, instead of the $60 ticket, a $5 entrance fee, but they can triple to have almost five, triple to five times the amount of people that would come to their live show in person would tune in online. So they'd actually probably end up making more money. Are we getting to that point? Uh, I mean, we definitely could be, but I do still think that there's like there's value in developing things and uh, things expanding in a way that people can get more involved. I think that there's also a craving for traditional modern uh, or traditional means of connecting with people. And there is something very special about it's like being in a sports arena. It, you know, everyone's there for the same purpose. And when you're all like going to one place to love an artist and you're taking a group of people and having them there together for one cause, there's nothing like it. And that is definitely something that I think that after everything is over from now, people will be appreciating a little bit more because we just don't have any of that happening right now. Uh, I guess everyone is aware of the virus, but, and is, you know, all, all can universally agree that we want everyone to be safe and safe and healthy and happy. But beyond that, uh, everyone's becoming much more individualized in their homes. Uh, whereas things that you would usually bond over music, sports and stuff that you brings you together as a group, we're missing some of that right now. Oh, amen. Amen. And I think we're trying to obtain that through, I mean, we're doing the podcast right now, but I can see you guys via Zoom. And I know um, we've done a couple of virtual game nights. And we're trying to connect with each other as much as possible. And I do 100% agree with the point that you made that once this is done, some of the things we may have either taken for granted or maybe not appreciated them as much as we could have, we're definitely going to appreciate them 10 times more after this. 
Nick, can I yeah. just, I'm going to just uh, jump in because uh, I actually have something else really cool that I wanted to show you guys about oh, this. Yeah, for sure. And um, so let me just share this with you. Can you guys see the screen right now? Yeah. yeah. Okay, per perfect. So we have, uh, here is a, this is an artist, Kelsey Ballerini. She's a female uh, country singer and her album release date was last Friday. And she's had this set up for a long time. She had planned that she was going to announce her tour. She was going to release the album. It was going to be a big deal. And because of everything that was happening with the quarantine, she wasn't sure, like, how does she go about releasing new music in a way that would be interesting, that would, you know, bring attention during everything that's going on and that can really help a lot of people. So she did something really cool. And I'm going to play this video, which is basically she decided to take some people in her fan club's addresses and send them their albums via drone. So oh, people, snap. yeah. So people are leaving their houses and getting dropped the albums, like a literal album drop, where <laughs> the the albums are being dropped by, I guess, parcel, uh, into people's homes. And it was really cool. So she's writing everyone, you should be receiving a delivery to your doorstep soon. And people are opening it. She also sent people pizza and other fun things and uh, merchandise and stuff like that. But it was so cool because everyone's walking outside and they just see a drone coming down with um with the album. So. Uh, I thought this was like a really unique and, and intelligent way of getting uh, people interested in what was happening in her new album. Um, yeah, look, I, whether it's her or her creative team, um, someone had a brilliant idea here because this is amazing. This is a great idea. I mean, not only to um, reach out to her fans during a very very difficult time and to kind of like you know keep the music flowing but even as like a publicity stunt to post that video afterwards whoever came up with this whole concept is if it wasn't herself whoever it was deserves a big raise because this is a great idea i i love every part of it i don't necessarily know the artist but um this is amazing and i think her fans must be um so excited about it whether they were one of the ones who received the package or not yeah, I got to second that. I mean, like all you, uh, you entrepreneurs out there, big shout out. Uh, this is something for you. Take advantage of drones and use them for your businesses during quarantine. No question about it. The only thing is, and I don't know about the rest of you, uh, you guys, but um, every package that we have gotten over the past week, um, the usual process is Jody will open the door. She will pick it up. I will doused it in Lysol spray and then she will lather her hands in Purell. So look, I understand it was kids in the video, but the way they were just kind of going at those boxes, not really knowing exactly where they came from was a little unsettling for me. But I do agree with you, Adam, that under the right precautions and if everyone uh, remains safe and clean, that uh, people need to be dropping more packages via drone. Yeah, I agree. Um, so a couple quick things I wanted to run through before we jump to the last game. Um, these aren't necessarily music related, but um, whether it's musicians or celebrities who are also providing interesting, for lack of a better term, content uh, during this time via Instagram or whatever it is, uh, Boozy Badass, aka formerly known as Lil Boosie, um, yesterday or two days ago, hopped on the Instagram live stream to celebrate quarantine titty day, where he was asking people who are at home quarantined to show him their titties 
His words, Happy not mine. Happy quarantine titty day, boys. Happy quarantine titty day, boozy badass. Um, he got really mad at one uh, fan who he led into the stream who, well, well, upon asking her to show him her titties, she turned the camera over and her little daughter was in the bed with her, not to... Ooh. Yeah. So he got very mad, kicked her off right away, explained to the audience that this is quarantine titty day. He's not about that. Then he got mad at another fan who, when claiming she would show him her quote-unquote titties, um, she started dancing instead and showing her knees while she was kind of doing this stanky leg, I think it's called. And he kicked her off and started yelling at her about how this is quarantine titty day. He's not here to see her knees right now. So I think it's safe to say that Boozy Badass um, is taking quarantine titty day very seriously. That's the social media content he's been pushing out. But even bigger, and something that the three of us have already briefly discussed, is the Denver Nuggets Jamal Murray, who is uh, posting some content of his own. Two mornings ago, it was found out that the night before, Jamal Murray had accidentally posted a video of allegedly him getting head. He claims he was hacked. Um, people think it was just a lapse in judgment or a big mistake on his part. Maybe he meant to post a highlight of his and he ended up posting a much different highlight of his. You mean mean lap, like head and lap of judgment. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I know we briefly discussed it, but I wanted to hear what you guys thought of Jamal Murray's um, content that he's pushing. Well, first of all, just before we get to that, it should be quarantine day, not quarantine day. But anyways, uh, about the <laughs> Jamal Murray thing. Um, yeah, that was crazy. Um, look, uh, I know that uh, Twitter needs something right now. They need something fun to talk about. So I'm glad that he gave everybody uh, something we could all get behind um, or get in front, I guess. <laughs> He's but, the hero um, they deserve. <laughs> Yes, uh, not the hero we asked for, but the hero we deserved, uh, Jamal Murray. Um, I mean, if people didn't know him before, they certainly know him now. Um, I believe he's Canadian, so um, you know we're all proud of you as Canadians. Thank you, Jamal Murray, for your service. And uh, beyond that, I don't really know. I mean, look, um, I think we learned over time, I guess, as the world has progressed that it's unfortunate that some of these videos go online because they could really be damaging to some people's careers. So in all seriousness, um, poor girl um, who had no choice in the matter, really, as far as the video going online. And I certainly mm-hmm. feel badly for her. Um, but uh, at this point, I mean, it's out there, you know, there's, you know, we can move past it and it's just uh it's uh, I'm humored mostly not not for her shame but for the fact that everyone else can joke around about what they saw and uh during this time sometimes we just need a little bit of humor in our lives so yeah no agree I mean it's like you said it best it's very unfortunate for her she is the only identifiable person in the video so at the end of the day you know it's not really any sweat on Jamal Murray other than Except for uh, Kevin Durant's uh, hair was in the video also. Yes, a lot of memes of Kevin Durant's hair looking like the hair that he was displaying in that video. Um, But yeah, other than maybe losing sponsorships or stuff like that, like he wasn't actually effective. He's still going to play in the He he gained sponsorships, trust me. (laughs) Pornhub on his jersey. Just make sure you get consent, fellas. Make sure everybody has consent. It can be sensitive topics. 
sensitive for, for you know the girl in the video for sure I, mm -hmm. I empathize with her I feel like that that must just be a, a nightmare for sure and I think John yeah. said it best that I mean look he didn't do it intentionally but he actually played a role in the video getting posted whether it was intentional or not he did have a choice in clicking upload on what he thought he was uploading she had no choice in the matter yeah. I do hope and I pray that when the video was taken, that at least was taken consensually. But in terms of it going online, she had no say. And being the only identifiable face in the video, I mean, she's going to be the one who's ultimately affected. So it is very upsetting. But yeah, I mean, damn, look, Twitter it, was having a frenzy with it. <laughs> for sure. And in all seriousness, it, it does suck for her. I mean, whatever job she applies to in the future and people Google her name, if that you know, could potentially come up and it's unfortunate because this could affect her livelihood in the future. But, um, you know, I guess when you, I've always maintained that when you are a professional athlete, um, you are no longer just an athlete. You are now responsible for the messages and the content you put out there for people who look up to you. And I've always felt that strongly, whether no matter what the serious topic was that pertained to an athlete, this is, I guess, a little bit more humorous in nature. But um, in, you know, when you're dating a professional athlete, that is also a little bit of a risk you take that anything that he does, uh, you are associated with or vice versa. If you're dating a female professional athlete and you're, um, that's something that could affect you too. So um, I guess she, she's definitely not responsible for the video being posted and it's not it's not her fault, but um, they both knew that if something were ever to be posted by accident, it would have different effects than two people at home that are, don't have the same fame. Well, I mean, let's not forget the fappening that happened like five years ago or whenever it was when all the uh, celebrities had their photos hacked and naked videos and photos were being, you know, portrayed of everyone. And I mean, that sort of thing happens every day. No one cares, but I mean, sorry, not to be insensitive, obviously the people what happens to do i'm talking about the general public does not necessarily care or flock to that whereas when you're a celebrity it's it's a big deal you know so you're always taking the risk that even if it's not jamal murray accidentally posting it you know you can get hacked you know you someone could be on the same network as you and steal that video so and it's hard to <laughs> everyone's human you know like there's a reason people film these things uh I've never done it, but people, you know, do these things and it's a way that they probably spice up their relationship, but you know, it is sensitive and it. Well, I mean, he's on the road a lot, right? So it's probably for that reason, yeah. I, I hope with the intent to stay faithful and yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. It gives a whole new meaning to the words roadhead. <laughs> So, um, but <laughs> all jokes aside, uh, yeah, definitely. Like Adam said, we preach consent and, uh, that's <laughs> so sorry. Okay, guys. I no, can joke. Was, funny. <laughs> all right, guys. So let's move on to our final game of the evening. And this is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk, um, a little bit about the prices, right? Not necessarily the game show, but the prices that are out there right now for, quarantine related items so these are things you're going to want to have during a quarantine and i want to know if you can guess the prices so this is how we're going to do it we're going to alternate and we're going to have one of you guess the price and the other person will say higher or lower okay so if the first person guesses the price exactly they will automatically get the point um the it's very unlikely but you guess it and then the other person will say either higher or lower uh to that price okay 
Okay. All right. So uh, Nick, you won the last game. Adam, I know you're competitive, so you're going to want to win this one. So, um, so Adam, uh, would you like to go first or second? Uh, you know, I'm going to defer this over to Nick. I'll let Nick go first on this one. All right, Nick. Thank so you're going to so say much. so for the first one, you're going to say price, the price, and Adam will say higher or lower. Okay. Perfect. So item number one. This is sold at Walmart. This is a classic 11 cup water filter pitcher with LED. Okay. So mm-hmm. an 11 cup water filter pitcher with LED. So it's like a Brita filter pitch. Maybe it's not Brita brand, but it's like a pitcher that has a filter built in that holds up to 11 cups of water. Exactly. Yeah. And LED. Yeah. Um, hmm. I am going to go. Does it come with filters? It does not. Oh, sorry. I believe it comes with one filter. It does not come with any extra filters. Then you change it. Yes, exactly. And uh, this will be great. Obviously people who may not be able to go out and get water bottles and they want to get filtered water. So tell me what you think the price is. So my dad and sister had a very, when we were growing up, weird obsession with Brita filters. We would literally change our Brita filter an absurd amount. So I've been through many of these. I hope I'm not doing them wrong when I'm going to guess $42. Uh, Adam, higher or lower than $42? Well, uh, Nick seems like quite the expert on uh, on water filters here. I know nothing of water filters. I go <laughs> straight for the tap. But, uh, you know, there are a couple of really important factors that we need to take into consideration during these crazy socioeconomic times. And I'm no economist, but we have to consider, you know, the supply and demand of the product, you know, mm-hmm. how how many water filters are being made, what's the demand for these products, uh, whether they're going to inflate the price because of uh, the, the lower amount of supply that's available. There's a lot of factors going on here. <laughs> you know, Nick seems to know the price pretty well, and I'm not sure if he's already inflated it because of the quarantine. Um, I'm going to go slightly under in the in in the hopes that nick really knew the price well and then inflated it a little bit for the quarantine and i'm hoping he inflated it a little bit too much so i'm gonna say slightly under okay so nick said 42 dollars. adam said slightly under adam is exactly right it is slightly under it is 40 dollars and 45 cents so adam you got the first point right there and Adam, you can start with the next one. So next one, we're going to do the Johnson & Johnson all-purpose portable compact first aid kit. Okay? Johnson & Johnson all-purpose portable compact first aid kit contains wipes, gauze, cream, caplets, and more. Do we know where this is being sold? This is sold at Walmart. No oh. looking it up, eh? Mm-hmm. Of course not. Of course not. And, I, yeah. and I'm not doing it in my research either. Um, he, he's okay. scared by how well I knew Brita, Brita filters. <laughs> <laughs> well, I happen to be in the medical field, so mm. I know a lot about first aid kits. No, I'm just kidding. I, I know nothing about them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> should have kept that to myself, though. Do you mind listing the items in the kit again? 
Sure. So Johnson & Johnson all-purpose portable compact first aid kit contains wipes, gauze, cream, caplets, and more. More. Um, so Johnson & Johnson is name brand. Yeah, it's gonna a family company. Price. Yeah, that's going to up the price a little bit. Um, sounds like there are a lot of supp supplies. I'm going to say... I'm going to say $25. Okay, we're going with $25. Nick, higher or lower than $25? Sorry, $24.99. Higher or lower than $24.99? I'm going to go with higher. Okay. You're going to go with higher than $24.99. You are wrong. Adam gets <sighs> the points. It is $11.97. Wow. Roll here, yeah. Yeah, a Johnson Johnson all-purpose portable compact first aid kit, eleven ninety-seven at Walmart. Oh, all yeah. right. Need to go stock up before we have our kids. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Um, all right. So Nick, you are gonna go higher or lower. Uh, so you're gonna guess the price for the next one. So Nick, tell me how much are Clorox disinfecting wipes, four pack of 75 wipes. Now that is a scarce resource. So that's the thing. I just went to Metro the other day and I was getting uh, groceries for my grandmother and they literally didn't have those. So are we going on the listed price on a website or are we going with the black market price? Because you can't seem to find those right now. Okay, so this is the Walmart price on their website for a four pack of 75 Clorox disinfecting wipes. Wow. Oh my God. I feel like that's like, it's like finding gold right now. Um, <laughs> I am going to guess for a four pack, $30. Okay. Adam, higher or lower than $30? So this, you know, pulls at my heartstrings here because there are a lot of people going through a really hard time right now. And it would just irk me so bad if I knew that companies were trying to upsell on basic necessities for the home. And so my good conscience tells me that they're not going to up the price that much. A lot of, and, and I do want to shout out a lot of companies who are, are really trying to do like a lot of good for people uh, on the bare necessities. Like um, I know like Hydro Quebec is allowing people is not charging any interest on late fees. They're allowing people apply for late payments. They're, um, they're not going to shut people's power off if the payments come in late. Um, grocery stores are staying open uh, way later than normal in some areas. So, you know, I know I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here, but I'd like to think the wipes wouldn't, the price wouldn't go up that much. So I'm going to say under. So you're going to say under $30 for the four pack of 75 Clorox disinfecting wipes. You are correct. The answer is $12.98. Or... So, so my problem is I don't even know the price of Clorox uh, <laughs> wipes on a regular day. Um, I do agree with your sentiment though, Adam, and I'm happy to hear that they don't cost $30. Um, I was just thinking how much each container costs itself, but um, it is nice to see that so many um, services and so many different stores are actually managing to not only not up prices on certain things, but also to help in any way that they possibly can. Uh, Adam is up for three, nothing. Nick, you still got a chance to get back into it. Um, so Adam, you're going to be guessing the price here. Nick is going to go higher or lower. 
Um, so Adam, tell me how much is, we're going to move on actually. So we were talking about some Amazon products before we're going to move, sorry, we're talking about some Walmart products before we're going to move on to some stuff from Amazon. Okay. So how much is one pint of Ben and Jerry's cookies and cream ice cream, which could help you get through the crisis? From Amazon? From Amazon. One pint of Ben and Jerry's cookies and cream ice cream. So one pint. Now, am I including the delivery fee? Uh, you're, you're talking about the listed price. The so listed no shipping, price. no shipping. Okay. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Ben and Jerry's guy. I, I'm pretty confident I know the price in stores, but I'm not sure I know the online Amazon price. But I'd say it's probably a little bit lower than in stores, I guess. Also, I don't even understand how they would deliver ice cream. How does that work? <laughs> So without it getting melted. So I don't know. Um, I'm going to say $11. All right, Nick, higher or lower than $11 for one pint of Ben and Jerry's cookies and cream ice cream? Um, well, in response to what Adam said, I believe they probably only do it via like same day shipping. Cause like, if not, how do you deliver ice cream? Um, I'm going lower than $11. I feel like $11 is a lot for ice cream. Okay. So you're going lower than $11. Uh, the point goes to Adam. Actually, it is $64 for a pint of Ben and Jerry's cookies and cream ice cream. Pardon you. Hey. What? <laughs> yeah. 64.44 to be exact. Holy moly. What's going on with the ice cream here? This is the ice cream market is, I guess, very volatile in these times. I, I guess people like, need their ice cream. Yeah. I feel like it's a very, like, it's like, um, if I have to guess, it's like an individual user on Amazon who is selling this product. And at that point, they can charge you whatever they want. So. I don't know. Okay. So Adam's up four to nothing. Nick, you got to get back in here. So uh, Nick will be guessing the price. Adam, go higher or lower. So uh, think competitively for this one. Nick, tell me how much in HP NV 5555, uh, so this is a, sorry, an HP NV 5055 wireless all-in-one photo printer is. So these are people who are working from home, looking to print some photos, maybe make a scrapbook. So tell me how much an HP NV 5055 wireless all-in-one photo printer is. Oh, wow. So, okay. From ice cream to printers. I'm going to guess the wireless printer, HP, that's a brand name, um, is going to go for, and it's wireless. Um, and this is one of the, actually the most popular items sold on Amazon this week. So it can't be so expensive. I'm going to go for $400 on the wireless printer. Okay, Adam, higher or lower than $400? You know, I would have said right around that amount. That's, uh, that's, this is going to be tough. I don't think you can change the price of technology that much. I feel like the larger the price gets, the, the less you're able to, to alter the price. Just because how much are you going to alter it by? $20, $30? No. You'd have to alter it by 100, 200, 300, and then you risk the line of it being unaffordable anymore very quickly. So my, the logic that I have to use is, does it just simply put, does the computer boil down to being more or less than 400? Uh, the uh, printer. Yeah, the printer, yeah. Uh, what did I say? Computer, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. The printer. 
<laughs> um, yeah, so I'm gonna say, you said it's HD printer? Uh, no, I got HP, HP brand. HP brand. brand colored? I believe so, yes. Does it fax? I don't know. Does it I have scan? to assume so, right? I assume it does all the faxing and scanning, but uh, the main focus is the wireless all-in-one photos. I'm going over, over 400. Over 400. Okay, so Nick, you got your first point. It Ooh. is, if you were looking for an HP Envy 55, 5055 wireless all-in-one photo printer, you can get it for $69.99 on Amazon as a steal. $69.99. Yeah. I guess that's why it's the most popular item right now. I guess so. Wow. Uh, all right. So I guess Adam is going to be guessing the number right now. And so we're going to move on from the printer. We're going to say, you know, people are upset right now. They just want to relax at home. And they could really use a 10-pound Casper Sleep weighted blanket. Oh my God, I love those. Sorry, continue. <laughs> so Adam, how much is a Casper Sleep weighted blanket? Man, I see these ads on my Facebook every day of my life and I never look at the price. <laughs> uh, you have to. <laughs> weighted blanket. Um, I feel like it's one of those items that like you, like you have to sell cheap for people to be interested in it. I feel like it's going to be like, I'm going to say, I'm going to say $25. $25. Nick, higher or lower for a 10 pound Casper sleep weighted blanket, higher or lower than $25? I'm definitely going higher on this one. Okay. For what reason? Um, just because not, I, I actually don't know this brand at all, um, but I have seen other more luxury quote unquote weighted blankets for like $300. So I have to know that even the cheapest one, there's no way there's that much of like a, a shift from $300 to $25. So I have to assume the cheaper ones are probably something like 60 bucks if I have to guess, 50 bucks. But uh, I'm definitely gonna say higher than Adam's guess. This okay. is a hundred and seventy-one dollars. So, oh my god! So yeah. Nick, you are making your way back. It is now four to two for Adam, and we got five questions to go. So Nick, you still you're still in this. Mm -hmm. So Nick, you are gonna be saying the price right now. So you know a lot of people have kids at home, and something super popular for kids right now is uh, Star Wars. So Nick, tell me how much. The Lego, the Rise of Skywalker Millennium Falcon building kit oh, containing God. 351 pieces is on Amazon. Containing how many pieces, I apologize? 351 pieces to build the Lego, the Rise of Skywalker Millennium Falcon. That's a big uh, piece set. Um, Star Wars is obviously a hot commodity right now. People are probably buying a lot of this because their kids need something to build, to play while we're in quarantine. I am going to go with $65. Adam, higher or lower than $65? I'm going lower. I, I was originally going to say 45 and I just don't see it being $20 more than my guess. I just look at it as one of those toys that when we were younger, we didn't realize when our parents would buy them for us, how expensive they were. So we didn't really get when they were like, no, only on a special occasion. Now looking as we're older, if you ever walk through the aisles of Walmart or any of these stores, you're like, 
oh wow as i uh as i, I, I privilege like lego is yeah. definitely a, a hot commodity and it's it can definitely get pricey mm-hmm. all right the uh for that one adam you said lower the price actually is higher so nick oh. gets the point uh if your parents get you this toy um it is 379 dollars <laughs> Oh my, my! I actually, I actually thought it was gonna be a hundred, but I'm like, let's play it safe and let's go a number around sixty. Um, wow, that's crazy. That huge. Yep, exactly. So Nick, now you're uh, only down four to three, so you still got a shot. Nick is making a comeback here. We got four questions to go. Okay, so um, I believe it is who's who's doing the price right now. Is it Nick or? Uh, I just did the price for Lego. Okay, so Adam, you're gonna be doing the price. Okay, so. Adam, uh, this is something that a lot of people want right now. We don't really know why, but they really do. So um, everyone's looking for premium three-ply bathroom tissue toilet paper, pack of 10 rolls of toilet paper available on Amazon. Oh, this is the, uh, this is the big question here. This is a big one. Um, so one I more time. The reason why everybody wants it. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that in a second, but one more time. Premium three-ply bathroom three tissue toilet paper. Three-ply, that's luxury toilet paper. Three-ply. That's luxury brand. Yeah, pack of 10 rolls. $65. Okay. Okay, $65. Nick, higher or lower than $65? Oh my God, is it uh, gold-plated? $65 uh, for 10 rolls? I'm going we lower. Crazy prices here. I'm, I'm just... I'm just jumping up on the toilet paper. I'm going lower. So Nick says lower than $65. The answer is $13.59. So, That's so. It. It's, a, it's a hot commodity, but like it's, uh, I don't know, it's not a... So um, I actually <laughs> true, have... A, true, true. I'm going to give a, a bonus point this round, okay? Adam, Yeah. we're going to say, you're going to tell me when this item is available and Nick will say before or after this date okay okay so when is the premium three ply bathroom tissue toilet paper pack of 10 rolls available <laughs> i feel like it's in like a couple years from now <laughs> uh, it's gonna be available in like two and a half weeks okay i'm looking for a specific date a specific date okay yeah today is the 23rd yeah april 12th Okay, Nick, before or after April 12th? After. After, that is correct. It is April 14th. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I figured it's like closer to a month than anything, but you were, you were actually closer than I, my guess would have been. Okay, so Adam, do you want to explain why people need toilet paper? They need it for their inflammatory bowel diseases. <laughs> You need which, soft, soft toilet paper. Which is why people in fear of COVID should not be hoarding toilet paper. Make Got sure it. to take care of your bottoms out there. And yes, uh, I agree with you, Nick. If you do not have uh, an inflammatory bowel disease, please use the lower plies. Save the quality stuff for those who really need it. It will three ply stuff. Yeah, it'll it'll save them uh, a world of pain in the long run. Okay. All right, so Nick, you actually have an incredible comeback. Adam was up four to nothing. You're up five to four right now, mm-hmm. okay? There's two points mm-hmm. available to be won. So, um, Adam, you have to get both these points to win. Um, is this, the, this is the final round. This is the final round, okay? Two points available, okay. So, Nick, uh, you're the one that's guessing the price this time? Yes. Okay, so, Nick, I'm going to ask you, 
Um, the company is called Spree. Spree Deluxe Dumbbells. So a lot of people are working at home. We're looking for a set of two four-pound dumbbells that people can work out with at home. Four pounds. Four pounds. Where, where is this being purchased from? This is from Amazon. Okay. Two, so a set of pound. two four-pound deluxe dumbbells. Deluxe. Okay. So they're definitely uh, designer dumbbells. Um, it's the price for the two pack, not the price for each. The price for the two pack. Yeah. A set. I want to say $28. Okay. $28. Adam, is it higher or lower than $28? So it's two dumbbells, four pounds each. Deluxe. Good guess, Nick. That was a good price. Thank you. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under. The correct answer is higher. It is $33. Oh, so, my God. So Nick, Nick, with the incredible comeback, wins the game 6-4. to four. But we're going to do one more bonus point. We'll just do it for the last one. Um, Nick, when are these dumbbells available? What date? Oh, they're currently not available? They're currently not available. There are no dumbbells available on Amazon right now. So tell me when these deluxe dumbbells are available. They will be available back in April 9th. Adam, before or after April 9th? I'm saying uh, after April 9th. Okay, you are correct for that one. So it's six to five and Nick wins the game, but they are only available on May 29th. Whoa, <laughs> better, better hold your workout off. Yeah. Exactly. Here's the Nike training app. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so that's the game for the Price is Right grocery store game. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you so much for putting it together. That was a lot of fun. Adam, you were a worthy adversary. Nice comeback, Nick. Thank Still you, happy. thank you. That yeah, Adam, was... you're going to have to, uh, you're gonna have to join us another time for uh, some more games to get back at Nick. I'd be happy to. I had a lot of fun today, guys. And uh, you guys can invite me on your podcast anytime and you can count on me being here. For sure. Is there anything that you want anyone to check out? Anything social media related or anything you're doing? Honestly, I just want to give a little plug for the field that I work in and shout out to all the health care workers who are um, putting their, kind of putting their lives and their families on the line every single day, um, trying to help people, uh, who are, you know, catching uh, coronavirus. So shout out to the healthcare workers who are just doing their best every single day and shout out to um, anyone else who uh, is trying to just do what they can for people struggling out there. Um, if you are struggling, you're not alone. There's every, a lot of people going through this and all you have to do is go on the internet to find people um, who you can confide in, find people who you, um, who you can trust and also you can find all the entertainment we were talking about earlier so check that stuff out as well but that's pretty much it cool well uh nick how about you uh, anything you got going on man i'm at home playing a lot of pokemon stadium and watching a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh. um i am looking to like um find some creative outlets and find different ways of uh to make some fun videos or animations or stuff uh, while at home um, other than this podcast, which is something that I've been really looking forward to getting back into, um, 
another friend and I have been making an animation series called Bits and Pieces. So hopefully we can get back into that and get some of that for you guys. Hopefully I can get some of the home video stuff I'm doing. I'm in the process of making my gummy bear stop motion. So that is very exciting and something you can all look forward to. But uh, other than that, just follow me on Instagram at Nick across all social media channels. And uh, what about you, John? Yeah, I mean, right now, just uh, like I said, day by day with everything that's going on in the world and trying to figure it out, I really uh, look forward to pushing this podcast a little bit more. So uh, having Adam on uh, for this episode is a great guest and starting this back up with you. I know that we really want to focus on what's going on in the world this week. We joke around, we call it a little bit like this week for dummies. So um, kind of ex- giving everyone uh, a little bit of uh, some humor to the news of the week. Um, but overall, I just want to thank you again, Adam, for coming on. Um, everyone, make sure to follow me at john schneider 24 um to you know twitter instagram all that stuff and uh we're gonna keep trying to get the stuff posted and put it out there and uh, hopefully stream this for you guys eventually so on our next podcast um that you guys get to see a little bit more of the live of what's going on so we're gonna get to all that stuff coming up really soon so thank you guys so much for uh spending the last couple hours with us discussing everything and uh anything else you guys want to say stay safe yeah Everyone stay safe, stay healthy. Stay mindful. Yeah, and we will see you next time.